Hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket for Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer and this is a very special Indian Premier League preview episode ahead of the 2020 season which is taking place in the UAE. We've got in T20 experts Gaurav Sundararaman and Nagraj Golapudi along with a host of our other correspondents to bring you the definitive guide to all eight IPL franchises. Who are the favorites? Which players are we looking forward to the most? Which franchise will spring a surprise or two and a lot lot more. Stay tuned for everything you need to know about IPL 2020. So IPL 2020 is almost here. There was a point when we thought this tournament may not have happened, but the United Arab Emirates have stepped up to host all eight franchises and even though we're quite a distance away from the teams and the players the excitement is real and to preview it all i have with me gorav sundararaman our t20 expert barnan yeah good to be back finally uh, the ipl is happening and that's a good thing uh, in this uh, time especially when uh, sports uh, is it's a very difficult time to organize uh, big sporting events ipl has managed to pull something off so that's uh, very exciting And all the way in London, joining Gaurav on Stump Mike is Nagraj Golapuri. Hey, Nagraj, how's it going? It's a very early morning here in London and very quiet. But the excitement in your voice, Karthik, uh, makes it feel like the IPL is on its way and two days away. So one thing, as we all know, will be missing will be the crowd noise. But uh, you know, in in general, the excitement about high quality t20 cricket coming back and in the form of ipl is something to look forward to okay so what we're going to do today is go team by team and we're going to preview each team and at the end i'm going to ask you guys for your predictions and we're going to hold you account to accountable to those predictions come the end of the season but before we start naga set the stage for us how is it reach the stage where we are having an ipl in september there will be no crowds of course uh, there is talk that there may be spectators at some point during the tournament but how have we reached the stage where we have eight franchises in the uae to play ipl 2020 yeah it's unbelievable that we have reached the stage after the pandemic struck the world in march and when in april or a month later the bcci said they were indefinitely postponing the ipl till a couple of months back they suddenly sprang back to life in the uae in the desert um the teams are well said they've been there for a month now they are aware of virtually the conditions which some of the overseas players definitely are feeling the heat as ab de villiers recently said that he, it it is some it's going to be a big factor there overall i think for the biggest challenge for every team is going to be the uncertainty about the players fitness everyone's coming that's the biggest point like everyone's coming out of 6 months after more more or less 90% of the ipl squads are coming have not played cricket for 6 months so how are they going whether it be the, you remember virat kohli kl rahul all the big name players talking about they 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 had kind of they were not sure about whether they can do what they have been doing for such a long time even playing cover drives etc so yeah there's a bit of uncertainty at the back of the players mind but once the first or one or two matches once they they get into the they'll get into the groove and yeah then we can watch some kind of good cricket possibly one point naga touched upon is very important this year the fact that uh, uh, fitness and the fact they're playing after 6 months you know the depth of each squad becomes uh, very very important there are certain teams uh, it's it, it's really funny that uh, csk have not even taken two uh, replacements for two of their players and this year especially these kind of replacements are very important you don't know when somebody is going to get injured you don't know how rusty they're going to be one very important uh, aspect of the ipl is missing this time which is basically uh, the crowds and they kind of bring an entire different spectacle to the sport right when you have dhoni coming in you have kohli coming in you have your rcp chance you have your kkr chance and you have your sachin sachin chance still in every ipl advantage <laughs> so uh, the thing is the only advantage i see from a, a tv viewership i think it will still hit uh, it will uh, it will be extremely high this time because obviously people want to watch this i don't expect uh, a viewership to go down because of the crowds but what i think uh, will actually be it will be beneficial for a lot of these younger players and overseas players who uh, have actually struggled in the ipl a lot of people uh, crumble under pressure and i think that is going to be uh, not there this time because you're just going to play like it's just another game without 50000 people so the pressure 
enthusiasm will be there but not as much as what it used to be uh, there in an IPL game so guys like kamlesh nagarkoti or tom batten or, or uh, you know rituraj gaikwads and uh, dev that padikal all these guys you know they they would have thought that okay i'm going to play in 50000 people my family is watching everybody is watching how are we going to do but now that that entire thing is taken off and they just go have to see ball hit ball and focus so it could be really beneficial for the young players and uh, overseas players i think the crowd factor is an interesting thing right uh, i'm sure you guys heard venki maiso the kkr ceo talking to us recently where he mentioned gave an example of overseas and overseas players in the cpl colin munro the new zealand batsman he he said that munro was actually happy that he was playing with no expectations from the crowd and he actually excelled munro is a guy who has been noted as one of the better top order hitters etc and this time he did do well for tkr which won the fourth title so it works differently for different players let's take i am very keen to watch guys like even hardik pandya he has not played for such a long time he's coming back into the ipl um, even more than 6 months and in fact in march was it he was playing a exhibition t20 tournament in um, bombay in uh, dy patel that tournament where he blasted a 30 odd ball 100 and he was looking forward to the ipl starting but bahadur is someone who as we know gets that energy from the crowd he is he doesn't mind his flamboyant he doesn't mind showing off he likes to show off and he's a mercurial talent we all, all know but he really feeds on that energy so how is he going to feel uh, so managing mentally coping with that kind of absence of a crowd uh, that will be the challenges for the coaching setup uh, andrew mcdonald pointed that out that this ipl is going to be about managing the individual but naga your mention of hardik pandya gives me a nice segue to not stand on ceremony so guys let's get right into the team by team previews we'll go in order as the league stage table ended last season we'll start with the defending champions but before we come to naga or gorav on the mumbai indians let's hear from our expert of the mumbai indians vishal dikshit on how they will fare this season defending champions mumbai indians come into the season on the back of a record fourth title which they won by beating the chennai super kings in the final last year both mumbai and csk have been the strong favorites for the last few seasons consistently but this time i think mumbai are going to have an edge over csk because csk have been rocked by a couple of covid cases senior players rena and harbhajan have pulled out of the entire tournament so mumbai are strong favorites yet again the key players for mumbai again are going to be from their core rohit sharma the captain three all-rounders in the middle order the pandya brothers and kiran pollard and the leader of the pace attack jaspreet bumrah i think there's going to be a little be a little bit more focus and responsibility on his shoulders this time because of the lack of uh, lasit malinga this time the strengths again for mumbai indians are going to be the power packed middle order the pandya brothers and kiran pollard hardik pandya had a great ipl last season with the bat Kiran Pollard has been in great form in the CPL recently. He had a strike rate of over 200. All these three all-rounders move up and down the order at 5, 6 and 7 and give them that great acceleration that Mumbai need towards the end. Among weaknesses, there's only one really for Mumbai Indians and that is the lack of experience in the spin attack. Krunal Pandya has played a lot for Mumbai Indians, but if you look at the other three spinners in the squad who have played IPL, Rahul Chahar, Jayant Yadav and Anukul Roy, They have a combined experience of only 29 games and uh, wickets this time are expected to be more favorable for the spinners in the UAE. Rohit Sharma also said recently that he expects the pitches to tire down as the tournament progresses. So all of the squads have great spin options, big T20 names in terms of the spin department, but Mumbai Indians I think are lacking there a little bit. Prediction for Mumbai Indians, well they are one of the strongest sides yet again in the IPL and uh, great resources in almost all departments will be expected to make the playoffs and i think they will make the final yet again naga so vishal mentioned in in his preview of the mumbai indians that uh, they are favorites they are of course four time ipl champions as well uh, i'm guessing you see it the same way uh, do i see it the same way yes and no definitely the pedigree is that these guys have like one four times multiple winners they have experienced players 
the the core group has stayed the same but there is a little bit of uh, un, uh, my, my uncertain uh, un, uh, the reason i'm unsure comes from the let's say the absence of someone like lasit malinga who had to pull out for personal reasons because of his uh, uh, he has to attend to his dad who is uh, he was not well so a, a guy like malinga take last year he won them the title on that last ball uh, th- th- those are high pressure moments you value those big name players and the uh, who kind of can will deliver and because they have that smarts now do bombay have a replacement for malinga no chance malinga last year last season played just 12 matches but he picked 16 wickets i think that is like uh 3 wickets less than jaspreet bumrah who played four more matches than him now i'm not saying that bumrah is not bumrah obviously is one of the best bowlers uh, across t2 uh, across all forms of cricket and he has now he will be looked upon to deliver the role that malinga has done but bumrah has been people have been playing guys like bumrah differently if you look at his he was one of the most economical bowlers last season bumrah but people can play see out bumrah so the pressure will be on rohit to how to who will come and replace uh, malinga kind of a guy when if bombay will reach the playoffs are likely to reach the playoffs but there'll be a little bit more pressure on them because they are the favorites so let's do one thing let's stick with malinga then gorav because this is arguably t20 cricket's best ever bowler uh, he is missing for mumbai indians this time around it's a massive blow that 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 goes without saying but uh, can't this side that probably has all their bases covered cope without him yes i think they definitely can because it's 2018 he was a bowling mentor and then he actually uh, uh, he did not have such an amazing season last year uh, he did bowl that final ball in fact before that uh, final ball which he got chardul thakur out he got really smashed by shane watson so uh, that's not the only example but malinga's presence makes a big difference and like uh, um uh, naga said you know bumrah nowadays people are just playing him out people don't uh, like really attack him so they will be forced to attack malinga and that gives more chances of malinga to get wickets and that plays in mumbai's favor so that is a strategy they go with um, but mumbai you know are a class team they know how to uh, have enough backups they have some really good guys I remember last year alzari joseph just came in took six wickets went away considered 50 runs got injured and bam he went away and now apparently he is a, a, a net bowler for mumbai indians this year uh, to in, in case if something happens to some other player uh, they can actually get back joseph into the squad so that's the kind of planning mumbai indians do so if you have uh, lasit malinga out i'm sure they have nathan pultanile they have ten bowl they have mitchell mcclagan who's also a very underrated player for mumbai indians who's been doing very well in the power play so they have their bases covered i don't see malinga being such a big miss but what i would uh, I like to mention is the conditions you know again uh, mi in uae we all know that they lost all five games uh, last time they played in 2014 though that's a very very long time ago but somehow their game is built for wankhede Uh, you know they play seven games in wankhede you have your hardik spolards kunal they all know that conditions very well they know that the uh, they can hit a six when they want to i'm i'm a bit skeptical about mumbai indians in the sense that um, i'm not going to say that they'll surely make the playoffs i think they will struggle they will start well uh, but i don't think that it'll be smooth sailing for mumbai indians they they could make it but it's not going to be uh, that uh, easy and the other aspect the last thing about mumbai indians i want to mention is they've been constantly surprising oppositions you saw that with mayank markande in 2018 then they bought rahul chahar in 2019 this time there's a guy called prince balwant rai who nobody's really heard of he's not played any game he's a leg break googly bowler from uh, uh punjab so uh, who knows they might bring him in and he might surprise people that's what mumbai indians are known for or they might just go with a set template which they have so i'll stick with you gs for this because by all accounts the pitches in the uae are likely to support a bit of turn is mumbai indians is uh, if i can say lack of quality spinners something that will come to affect them during the tournament there are two ways to look at it so how i i have uh, looked at this tournament is it's a tournament of two halves Uh, the first half is going to be very uh, good for batting and pace bowlers and all their teams can play to their strengths and the second half of the tournament i expect it to be a lot more slower and uh, when spinners come drastically into play this is what i expect from uh, whatever i've seen over the years and with the with the second half being uh, very uh, spin specific so if mumbai indians and teams like mi and kkr can have a great first half 
you know if they can really do that these kind of uh, problems of not having enough spin depth will be covered so if they can win like five of the, the first seven games and then i think these problems will not really be there but if having if they start badly and then you start needing three spinners in the second half that's when you your backup still gets uh, tested you have jayant yadav you have anupul rao you have rahul chahar it's not the and you have kunal pandya it's not the best of uh, bowling uh, spin bowling attacks but uh, that is how i see it from a strategic point of view so mumbai needs to have a good first half and try to uh, win as many matches as possible using their fast bowlers naga it's not probably not as much of a discussion point but in our video previews for mumbai indians almost all our experts were unanimous in the fact that rohit sharma should open the batting for mumbai that will happen won't it they don't have a choice do they <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so we'll leave it at that it will be rohit sharma to open on one final word on mumbai indians and gorav i'm going to leave this with you because you're the one who brought this video to all our attention the recreational facilities that they have in their bubble that was something else wow that was mind blowing and that's like uh, amazing in fact uh, it just shows how in how much importance they give to family how much importance they give to the culture around them it's a, it's a 70 odd days 70 or in fact more it's almost 3 months they need to be in the bubble so they know that uh, the focus should be on the game and you leave the rest to us that's how the management works so that was amazing uh, i think it just uh, just to see that video it feels like they've already won the ipl <laughs> okay so that's mumbai indians for you now we'll move on to arguably the most supported side of the indian premier league last year's runner ups the chennai super kings and naga this is you have been covering the csk and all their mixed bag of fortunes over the past few weeks give us an overview of what has happened how is the camp currently how have they prepared going into this 2020 season with all the turmoil surrounding the team Well, before the turmoil, they actually started preparing in March. Uh, they had a camp there, so they were well versed with what they needed. But that was preparing for the tournament in India, and suddenly the pandemic happened, and then they got another abrupt exit from uh, Suresh Raina, which they were prop they were surprised probably, and for it was a very controversial exit, and no one knows exactly the real reason for Raina this. there is no question rana is not definitely not coming back as far as i know or i'm being told so people can hold their breath but i doubt rana is coming back but that means they have lost their vice captain and they have lost the one of their best batsmen and who happens also to be a left hander which plays a big role in t20 cricket when you have a left wrap combinations matchups i mean bowling plans are made accordingly so CSK suddenly become predictable now. Their batting lineup, they know people, opposition teams know what they need to do because they know there's only so there's only a set amount of options CSK has, which means Dhoni has to play that big role now of pushing himself up. I see himself. I I can't see why Dhoni will want to stick down the order. They will give Murli Vijay. opportunities and vijay is a good uh, batsman but he has never shown it in the ipl no matter how, how much talent he has so dhoni will have to come i guess at least one spot above and not float too much and um, the other challenge for csk is in the bowling where harbhajan singh is not going to be around now harbhajan has actually not been as garo rightly point corrected me um uh, that when i wrote a piece on harbhajan or did an interview with harbhajan where where harbhajan has not been played in regularly in the matches but he has he would have been vital on in the second half of the tournament as garo pointed out where the pitches are going to get tired and slightly flatter and slower and bhaji would have been a big uh, weapon for dhoni definitely in the power play and in crucial matches like the playoffs etc so who are their replacements they have not named any replacement they want to go ahead with this so i think this is the biggest challenge for dhoni in his entire ipl i don't think even in 2008 when he started he would have had faced some challenge this time he has to do it with not just old players who are getting older regardless of them winning ipl a couple of years back or something like that but they i, I this is this is dhoni's biggest challenge this season after after 10 years of uh, 12 years it feels like they're just giving dhoni as many challenges and see if you can break this see if you can do this see if you can do that that's the way it looks even if they finish last i think uh, uh, i think nobody's going to hold uh, uh, anything against dhoni because it's the fact that csk have made uh, 
who had uh, the play of every single season they've been part of uh, i don't think uh, with respect to dhoni it's even hard to predict anything or even uh, discuss what he is likely to do so i've kind of given up uh, doing that every year i keep telling csk will not make the playoffs and they comfortably make it so uh, it, with dhoni you know in fact with harbhajan and raina gone even as a fan uh, i'm not one bit worried they not got the replacement because somehow now you're tuned to the fact that yeah dhoni is there he'll figure something out suddenly peyush peyush chavla will be a mix of shane won anil kumble and mushtaq ahmed put together and deepak chahar josh hazelwood would be one of the greatest ipl uh, power play bowlers somehow all these come into my mind i just feel that all this will happen eventually <laughs> we we of course we cannot have a csk preview without a word from our very own devarayan muthu so here he is having lost the 2019 ipl final by a mere one run chennai super kings have had a stormy build up to the 2020 ipl season in the uae two of their key players suresh raina and harbhajan singh have pulled out for the, pulled out of the tournament for personal reasons while two others had contracted coronavirus While Deepak Chahar has rejoined the CSK camp, it remains to be seen whether Rutraj Gaikwad, the India A batsman, is fit in time for the opener against Mumbai Indians. What are CSK's strengths then? Like uh, MS Dhoni is right up there, sure. He hasn't played competitive cricket for over a year, but count him out at your own peril. He still turns up to the IPL and makes match-winning contributions, and his captaincy needs no introduction. um the weak link could be the absence of a specialist off spinner uh, csk don't quite have a like for like replacement for harbhajan singh um ms dhoni aside like ravindra jadeja could be a key player for csk this season and might just have a greater role to play both with bat and ball another player i'm looking forward to is new zealand spin bowling all rounder mitchell santner he is a gun white ball bowler and is a decent finisher as well and is coming off an impressive cpl with barbados tridents gorav let's let's continue talking about dhoni and for this one i'm going to ask you to leave your journalist or your stat hat aside this is the first time we'll be seeing him in action after that semi final in the 2019 world cup a lot has happened in the interim he's of course retired completely from international cricket as a fan how will you feel when he walks out there for the first time obviously very excited the fact that uh, uh, you know he whether his uh, hitting capability is still there whether he is able to hit those helicopter sixes in uh, a stadium like abu dhabi will be uh, really exciting to see uh, and what kind of approach he brings uh, to this uh, team is something i'm very uh, curious to know curious to see how he marshals his troops and like naga said where he's going to bat and uh, whether he's going to take up uh, the mantle by batting at number 4 and maybe playing uh, two innings or whether he's going to be aggressive and leave it to the others i don't know and that's what uh, i'm waiting to watch and obviously dhoni in yellow uh, is uh, completely different from dhoni in blue so uh, yeah i'm very excited is there is no more blue there's no more blue he is independent he announced it <laughs> so the sun had set <laughs> as far as his india career goes but uh, yeah i mean i was there in manchester when that happened when he got run out and he bit his lip tony doesn't do that tony doesn't show emotion uh so regardless of what happened in his india career he's going to leave that aside that emotion will not be part of his playing game but now that he has the freedom to just plan his future is all csk yeah you can expect him to i think the people who would help him out again will be his same lieutenants from shane watson to dwayne bravo um, to who um who was telling us uh, that he has a slow ball a new slow ball which someone gave me a sneak preview to is a sort of a carom ball so let's let's look forward to that a new weapon that bravo has so the same old lutenants with new tricks or banking on experience yeah so at one point i wanted to say csk i wanted to dare and say csk will not make playoffs and be certain of <laughs> yes i i really really thought the, and in fact i was go ahead go to, ahead every year we somebody keeps saying no 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 i i no i i really no the thing is i love you to tell that naga <laughs> no i mean because come on it's like it's not i am not going to but 
Okay, I'll say it. CSK will not play, play make the playoffs. Listener Naga is not active on Twitter, but I'm sure if you type his full name out, you can probably find where his handle is at. So if there are any CSK fans out there, that's where you can reach him. <laughs> no. Now I wanted to get back to uh, to to the CSK squad in itself. There's some interesting points, and I think uh, someone on our desk, probably Varun, wrote a piece about how many of these players have played in the Caribbean Premier League, which just concluded. So CSK have Imran Tahir, Dwayne Bravo, and Santner as well. That will probably hold them in good stead heading into a tournament with these guys having had match practice. Yes, it will. Uh, I think uh, it it does matter, and maybe Dhoni might look to start with these uh, these guys. At least Tahir and Bravo for sure, because uh, they have match practice. They know uh, they tune to the T20 game right now. They won't be too rusty as the others, and slowly maybe bring in the other guys. Uh, but uh, to be fair, even guys like Josh Hazelwood and Sam Curran have been playing. Uh, uh, only I guess Lungi, Faf, and Watson are the guys who have not uh, been uh, playing for a long time. And Watson and Faf, you uh, I guess will. Uh, have to start because they are more uh, they are pretty essential to that top order so uh, yeah i think uh, it i won't say it's any big advantage or anything but definitely that's uh, uh, something which dhoni will keep in mind tsk are playing three matches in the first week i'm not sure if any other team is doing that so i was telling god of that yesterday just we were doing something talking about something else and if csk lose two out of the first three they have they are under pressure so let's leave csk there and we'll leave it by reiterating the fact that nagraj said that csk will not reach the playoffs in ipl 2020 now let's move on to the team that's saying that but i said it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now we'll move on to the team that finished third last year, the Delhi Capitals. Of course, the the lead-up to the tournament was dominated by the entire Ashwin and Ponting saga. But I don't think we need to go back into that. Let's talk about the cricket at the end of the day. And one interesting thing I felt, Gaurav, was the fact that... And we were discussing this. We were discussing this offline. Does Ajinkya Rahane find a place in this Capitals eleven? So, I have seen all the 11s which a lot of people have put out uh, over the last uh, uh, one week or so. I've seen a lot of people talk and not one... Not one team really had Rahane, but to be honest, uh, I am practically sure, I am 100% sure that Rahane will end up playing the game. Uh, I'll be very surprised if Rahane doesn't play. Uh, they've taken Rahane for a big sum of money. He adds experience. He's a great player of spin and uh, uh, ponting uh, and the coaching staff generally might want to give a shot to Rahane. Just that it does tinker with their batting orders a little bit. So there are two ways to look at it. One is play Rahane in the second half, like I said earlier, when the ball starts spinning, where the run rates are not going to be so high and uh, you need a player like Rahane to run those singles and play spin well. Uh, that is one option. I would be very happy if Delhi do that. That way, they are really thinking well, and they, it's very strategic. But where, I won't. But I'll really not be surprised if they start with Rahane. I think it, uh, he still uh, uh, needs to be in that team. You have Shaw, Davan, and then you have Rahane and Ayer and Pant. That's a solid top five, and you know you can. You have Ayer, Pant, Davan, and Shaw who have a very good aggressive game. So uh, uh, technically, all four can go uh, play very aggressively and play around Rahane. So I think it's a fair strategy, and I think uh, 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 till we see how the conditions play out, uh, I, I would definitely start with Rahane, and I'm fairly confident Rahane would start. Rahane, of course, is putting his case for being included in the 11 by stating that he's open to playing in any role. Now, for a bit more on the Delhi Capitals, we have got Delhi's own Siddharth Monga to preview their fortunes. Delhi Capitals come into this season looking to consolidate the gains they made last year when they, when they came within striking distance of making it to the final of the IPL. Uh, the, one th- the, the thing to watch out for with Delhi Capitals is their explosive batting lineup where you see a lot of a lot of big hitting promise Prithvi Shaw against the new ball Rishabh Pant in the middle overs Shimron Hetmeyer even at 3 4 5 you have got a, a very explosive side to look forward to and on their day if they if they get going they, they, can, they can threaten any bowling side in the world they they have their spin bases covered too which will be important in the UAE they've got the wrist spin of Amit Mishra and Sandeep Lamichane uh, they've got off spin of R. Ashwin, they've got left arm spin of Aksha Patel who can also bat at 7 or 8 or even 6 at times. The pace attack led by Kagiso Rabada is alright. But their concern, the big concern will be that they don't have a big hitter for uh, number 6 and number 7. You know, somebody in the mold of Hadik Pandya, if not Andre Russell because that's, that's just too much to ask for. There's only one Andre Russell in the world. 
Marcus Toynis is an option, but his best has always come in the top order in the BBL. They, uh, Australia tried to use him as a finisher of recently, but it didn't work out. The other worry will be their death polling, although they will have high hopes of Daniel Sams, who took certificates in the BBL, a majority of them at the death. Naga, now Monga has mentioned that Delhi have four spinners in their ranks. It's Ashwin, it's Axar Patel, Amit Mishra is there and Sandeep Lamachane. Do you ever foresee a game where they'll probably play all four? No. But they will go heavy on their spin attack. Why should they when they had Kahiso Ishant last year doing really well? They won't break that mm-hmm. combination. So I find it hard. There will be there will be occasion or two where teams will definitely, including Delhi, might think of playing three spinners, but it hurts their balance. If it hurts their balance, why should they do that? Um, Delhi last year made the playoffs solely on the basis of four of the top four batsmen all ending up in 300 or 400 plus runs. All of them were at least once uh, man of the match or player of the match. So they're not going to break that. Can I just go back to the Rahane point? I was speaking to Paj the owner their their owner yesterday and he made up he 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 spoke well about why they wanted ashwin and rahani which had raised eyebrows in ashwin not as much but rahani for sure yeah the thing uh, and the person who was actually involved in this was saurav ganguly their former mentor who is currently the bcci president and who was no more related to delhi capitals uh, Path made it very clear. So what what Path was saying was that according to Ganguly and even Ponting, they took into confidence and agree, Ponting eventually agreed. I think is about Rahane's advantage is that not just he mentors the youngsters, but more importantly, he can, as Garo says, plays a very key role on low spinning tracks. Rahane has a good experience. He's one of the best players of spin in Indian cricket anyway. So he can dominate bowlers there and he can make an impact in the few of those matches. That's going to be his role. He's not going to be playing every match. He will be used specifically in certain parts. He doesn't fit into because he, unless, of course, he's also a backup for, let's say, one of the top four uh, is out of form. Then there's a ready availability as a backup also. So Rani serves that dual role and he has come with a specific purpose. And he was picked also keeping Ferocia Kotla in mind. He was not picked with UAE in mind. But he he has had a good overseas record also. And Rahane can play anywhere. As he, he doesn't need to say it. He's, he's shown that. But he can't bat as a finisher. You will never send Rahane as a finisher. So he has to bat. Going back to your question about spinners, I don't see that happening. I feel Delhi will have... Delhi has a luxury of two good wrist spinners or more than two good wrist spinners. They have Lamichane. They have Amit Mishra. Don't forget that. One of the highest wicket takers in uh, T20 cricket or in IPL also. He has again not played too much, but I mean, he still has that experience factor. Yeah, I don't see them changing their balance too much. Mm-hmm. Gaurav, uh, when you look at this uh, a possible Delhi 11 or the Delhi squad in itself, it's it's a pretty young, it's an exciting squad uh, for, for T20 cricket in particular. Give me your final thoughts on Capitals. How do you see them performing in, in these conditions where some of them may not have played before? So, I don't know if it sounds uh, if it's going to sound surprising, but uh, Delhi is one team I'm fairly sure of that they'll make the top four. Uh, most most of the other teams, I have my own doubts. It depends on conditions and captains, etc. But Delhi have a pretty solid unit. They have all their bases covered. And I don't see the players, all of them failing at the same time. So, they'll have somebody to bail them out. They have a nice uh, balance and uh, I'm fairly sure they'll be a top four team. And whether they go on to win uh, also would not surprise me. But, you know, winning an IPL is not that easy. They finish in the top two, they give themselves a greater chance of success. That's what I would say. So, they leave, they finish in the top two, I think they will win. If they don't finish in the top two, it might be a bit uh, hard to win the title. And the other thing is, one unique aspect about Delhi Capitals, they have one team, uh, which I, uh, I've gone to a lot of IPL squads uh, since 2008. They have one team which can potentially play four overseas quicks. Oh, sorry, four overseas players and most of the overseas players play below number seven. So uh, that is very rare for an, uh, for an IPL franchise. Just think about it. Uh, all these years, all the teams you'd have seen, not many teams can boast of the fact that we can play four overseas player, uh, uh, bowlers or four overseas players below uh, number seven. Uh, so that is something which is distant. You have Rabada, Nortie, Sandeep, Lamichane and Akimo Paul, potentially, right? And they kind, kind of all are very good picks and you can even add Daniel Sams in there. So you can actually play four uh, overseas 
overseas bowlers, which is like super rare. I don't see any franchise which has ever come to close to doing that. So that shows that their focus has been on the Indian strength, and um, I expect them to do uh, very well. So we leave Delhi Capitals there, and we'll go to one side that we know are going to have two overseas players opening the batting for them. I think Sunrisers Hyderabad are the one side where you could probably just pick the overseas contingent with certainty. Gaurav, it has to be Warner, Besto, Rashid Khan for sure. And maybe one of Nabi and or Kane Williamson who has a good record in, in, in that region. Yeah, uh, I think Warner, Besto, Rashid, shoe in. And the fourth spot will be based on conditions, based on opposition and based on uh, what uh, how the team's uh, shaping up, how who's in form, etc. So uh, that is, uh, that's how SRH has been over the last few years. Yes, you have a new uh, coaching setup now. It'll be interesting to see if strategies change, but more or less, uh, they are going to be highly dependent on the top two. And uh, somehow, I don't know if Law of Average is going to kick in or not, but David Warner, man, he's been so amazing every single year from 2015. Will he ever have a bad year? I don't know. Having said that, I personally am a big fan of Fabian Allen. I, I can tell this only in the podcast platform where I really think SRH should play him early on. He's a very underrated uh, cricketer. The fact that Nabi and uh, Kane Williamson are uh, reputedly much bigger than uh, Fabian Allen. You have Mitchell Marsh also. You have Aussie coaches there. So Fabian Allen has everything against him, guys, everything against him. But I really hope he actually starts the IPL. He hit the ball amazingly well. He has a game. He has a 360 game. Not many have seen him. And he plays that six and seven role amazingly well. So I just hope Sunrisers boys are listening to this and give Fabian Allen a go right at the start. David Warner, watch out. The patented G-Stats jinx is on you. Uh, before we come to you, Naga, about the Sunrisers, we'll of course hear from our Hyderabad expert, Hemant Prar, on their fortunes heading into the tournament. Sunrisers Hyderabad have been one of the more consistent sides in the IPL. In fact, they are the only side to make it to the playoffs every time in the last four years. Talking about their key players, it's difficult to look beyond David Warner and Rashid Khan. Warner and Johnny Bairstow were exceptional as an opening pair last season, while Rashid is probably the best T20 bowler in the world. The top order once again remains their strength, but as you move down, cracks start emerging. Manish Pandey is the only experienced middle-order batsman, and if they want to play Kane Williamson, they will have to sacrifice either Bairstow or an informed Mohamed Nabi. Bowling-wise, a lot will depend on how Bhuvneshwar Kumar does. His form could be a factor in deciding if it will be just another top four finish or a second IPL title. Gaurav, tell us about the hype surrounding Abdul Samad. I mean, I've heard almost everyone in our team talk about him like he is the next big thing in Indian cricket. Hey, poor guy first because that's going to be a lot of pressure and uh, maybe he wouldn't have even started but the hype has kind of uh, made sure that he will play that finisher role. Uh, see, uh, he's a great hitter. We saw some really good knocks uh, in the domestic season. He had an amazing knock against Karnataka and he hits the ball well and he was selected mainly for his hitting abilities. So, if they've given him a defined role and they back him for 6-7 games, he will come good. The problem is these are Indian domestic players and they play a very difficult role. So, if you put Abdul Samad in and then he doesn't finish you a couple of matches or he gets out. Remember, he's going to be facing the likes of Kahiso Rabada. He's going to be facing the likes of Jasprit Bumrah suddenly. And that's not easy. So, give him about 4-5 games. I think there will be a couple of games where he comes good. But if they start tinkering too early, uh, then uh, we may really not see the best of Abdul Samad. But yes, Samad is one of the young players which I'm excited to see. And uh, the slot which he is going to play for is a very, very difficult slot. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see if he uh, comes out successful. I think for Asad, the key question is, who are the four overseas players? You're not going to bench Rashid and Warner. Two taken out. Remaining to who? The guy with Trevor Bayliss and um, Brad Haddon as the coaching setup, as a new coaching setup, I would expect Mitchell Marsh to start most games. And Mitchell Marsh has shown he's very in good form. He's in a good nick. The kind of role that they assign him because he's an all-rounder, so he fulfills that. That means it puts pressure on them on what to do with Allen and Nabi. So, Besto is not a certainty for you? No, Besto will start. Of course, Besto again will start. You have Besto, Warner, Rashid. So, you, you're you going to be fighting for your fourth, fourth spot. And both are, both these guys, we spoke about Allen and Mitchell Marsh, our rounders. It will be, I guess, based on the wickets again. But then, 
who do you start with i would start with mitch marsh come on naga come on not mitch marsh please he's been with eleven he's been he's been there since 2012 pune warriors pick mitchell marsh he's not done anything in the last eight, eight years down the line it's eight years <laughs> down the line i've yeah, seen mitchell marsh i would be surprised though if uh, bailis yeah. and hadn't pick mitchell marsh i'm not questioning that but it yeah. really depends it's that's what you are a fan of fabian allen <laughs> it's a different thing <laughs> no even nabi is fine i think nabi and allen both uh, are good question is who takes over who who the fourth overseas spot is going to be a little uh, tricky more than a little tricky who the challenge for them and they will be they keep replacing that fourth spot unless one of these top 3 i mean they they can't drop one of besto rashid and and rashid is under pressure i think rashid now people have started playing him for last two seasons or especially from last year they've started playing in and he's an aggressive bowler if he doesn't get wickets he gets restless how is he going to be utilized that's another thing warner knows how to use him uh, rashid likes to bowl and he will be used mostly uh, in at i guess at death for sure two overs you have to give to rashid so where do you play him so and rashid wants wickets rashid is a guy who wins tournament going by i think but both of you all have said it looks like srh have a rather tricky tournament at hand so we leave the hyderabad franchise there and we'll move on to the side that finished fifth but one of the most successful sides in ipl history the kolkata night riders and before we get your thoughts on naga and gs let's hear from shresh shah kolkata night riders enter the 2020 ipl after doing some shopping for some key areas in their batting and bowling lineup Uh, Owen Morgan in the top order makes that already explosive batting unit more exciting, and Pat Cummins, the fast bowler slash all rounder, uh, brings some much needed depth to the batting lineup because he comes in at eight and therefore shortens the tail. But more importantly, he brings experience to the bowling lineup, which otherwise the fast bowlers were all uncapped Indians: uh, Shivam Mavi, Kamlesh Nagar, Koti, Prasad Krishna, and Sandeep Warrior. who despite being very exciting simply do not have the experience which IPL teams actually desire the strength remains their batting and uh, under the new coach Brendan McCullum uh, team mentor David Hussey has promised that uh, you can expect the team to bat at a breakneck speed uh, if anyone knows McCullum you know that he likes to bat at 100 miles per hour and we don't expect this KKR team to be any different uh, with the power which under Russell Sunil Narayan Morgan Shubman Gill Nitish Rana Dinesh Karthik have uh it is this team this batting which is going to decide their fate more often than not uh the weakness remains that indian fast bowlers uh as you we were discussing they do not have the experience uh they had last year kkr had the worst uh bowling economy rate in the death overs and we are looking to see how kuldeep yadav recovers after a very poor at, at least to his own standards 2019 season Remember, they don't have Piyush Chawla as well, who moved to Chennai Super Kings from KKR last season. On the back of the batting, uh, this KKR team can go far. In the UAE, we saw when there was a brief tournament in 2014 that high scores are possible, especially in the early part of the season. And if any team can get those high totals, it's KKR this season. Uh, if their bowling clicks, along with their explosive batting, then the team can easily finish in the top four. and after that you know it's the playoffs and from the playoffs anybody can win okay god of let's talk about kkr captaincy uh, what's going on here i mean again there is this debate starting again is dk the best man to lead the side i think so i think uh, uh, that will continue morgan is there morgan's amazing morgan can sit and uh, devise strategies he will be part of the uh, support group for sure the leadership group mccallum uh, morgan and dk will be making decisions and uh, and i think it helps you know dk has been doing this uh, well and uh, they just uh, they made the playoffs once and they just missed the playoff the other season so there's no reason to drop dinesh karthik they have a, a stellar unit they have a, a very very good uh, batting order uh, just that again what remains to be seen is whether they pick the team for eden gardens uh, but you're going to be playing in abu dhabi so will your morgan and russell all your sixes go to the boundary or will it be uh, actually caught in the boundary is something we need to see uh, and the other fact is the pitches you know slower the pitches it's going to be tougher for guys like russell and morgan and banton etc so kkr are solely dependent on the pitches according to me and dinesh karthik will continue to lead okay so gorav you have your eye on young t20 talent now when it comes to kolkata night riders 
uh, among all the previews from what we have seen, their four foreigners would be Russell, Narayan, Cummins and Morgan. So where does Tom Banton fit in here? He doesn't, right? Uh, uh, it fit in if Narain doesn't play and Narain we don't know he was bit on and off in the CPL he was really good when he played but he didn't play a lot of games so why so we need to see that whether he has an injury whether he has some other issue that is something we need to figure out so if Narain doesn't play Banton comes in uh, in that uh, in Narain's absence or actually you don't even need uh, Banton if Narain does not play they have enough players to play at the top you have guys like Rahul Tripathi who I want to see him uh, open uh, with Shubham Gill to be honest so KKR being used using Narain as a pinch hitter for two seasons now and I think it's become a bit predictable. Teams are bowling short, teams are know what to do. There are certain teams he does well against, there are certain teams he doesn't do well against. So I think KKR should move out from that. They should start innovating. They were pioneers of innovation, right? They've been doing a lot of things differently. They've had three captains once in earlier season in 2009. That's an innovation by itself. But yeah, so... Uh, I think I would like to see uh, uh, Rahul Tripathi and Shubham Gill open and then you have your Morgans and DKs and Russells batting and then you have your Varun Chakravarti you have they've, uh, they've taken another left-arm spinner and Siddharth uh, from TN DK rates him very highly so you do have spin options for Narain so I, I, I don't be surprised if Narain doesn't play all the games so he, they might uh, uh, be uh, a time when they replace Narain with the likes of either Banton or another spinner yeah, Narayan, there's a big question mark because also of his kidney stones, he's had an operation. And Narayan, again, like Rashid, check again, people people sort him out. Yeah, okay, so there are question marks about, about KKR and it'll be interesting to see how they get on in IPL 2020. Let's move on to the Kings eleven Punjab and before we get your thoughts, let's have Saurabh Somani preview the team for us. Kings eleven Punjab come into this IPL as definite dark horses. They're capable of upsetting any team on their day, but they're not outright favourites. Their key players are going to be Kale Rahul, Glenn Maxwell and Nicholas Puran. Rahul has been talismanic for them in the past couple of years. Both Maxwell and Puran are amongst the world's best T20 batsmen and moreover they're coming into this IPL with a lot of cricket and most importantly some good form under their belts. So as long as these three are batting in the top order, they're Top order batting is going to be one of their main strengths because there's very few top orders capable of matching this kind of firepower with the the variety of gears that these guys have. The weakness is going to be their death bowling and also their backup seam bowling. Uh, the death bowling, they have the option of Chris Jordan, but that would mean most likely Sheldon Cottrell not playing. So they can't have both playing uh, the way I see it. They have uh, Mohammad Shami and you know if he gets on a roll, he can run through sides pretty much even in a T20 match because uh, that's the kind of role that Shami gets on sometimes. Now Kings, a couple of questions here and, and one thing that I want to start with because he's one of my favourites is Glenn Maxwell. So the previous podcast we did guys was about a look back at the IPL 2014 season and it was the majority of the things we spoke about was Maxwell's form in the UAE then. Well, it'd be great for from a fan perspective, great to watch if Maxwell gets going. But there are some, uh, we need to uh, kind of address the fact that he's never lit IPL by Storm apart from uh, the UAE. In fact, when we look at his stats, a lot of people say that Glenn Maxwell in UAE and Glenn Maxwell outside of UAE. That's how the stats are generally presented. We have to see what role they're giving him. You have Puran coming in after Maxwell or do you have Maxwell coming in after Puran? These are small things, but from a cricketing perspective, it makes a big difference because if Maxwell knows Puran is still there, uh, you know, he'll just go all out from ball one. But if he knows that not many batsmen are there after him, then he might take that little time and you might actually see a better version of Maxwell. So these are strategic decisions which uh, uh, Kumble has to take. And uh, But yeah, Maxwell gets going, nothing like it. Naga, uh, you may have seen KL Rahul's comments about he was worried that, in his words, may not be the same player that he once was because of, of course, this extended break that players have had. Uh, are are a lot of players feeling the same way? I mean, how tough would it be for a cricketer to get back into the groove after six or seven months off? I can't say that I've not been a player, but it's like any walk of life. If you're not doing something day in, day out for 
uh, which you've been doing for years, it stays in your back of your mind, your subconscious, everything. But you do have doubts. You do feel the anxiety. And the anxiety comes because you want to be the best and you are the best. So KL felt the same thing when he said that, would I be able to hit two cover drives in successive balls? Can I do that? I didn't know that. He was thinking on those lines because he was not holding the bat. Everything Rohit Sharma said that for the same thing. When he didn't hear, uh, he said that I didn't hear, hold the bat. It's the first time after six months or five months I'm holding a bat. The feeling is new. It comes like so. But it, the cricketing part, I don't see them because it's ingrained in them. They've been doing this for, from like virtually when they were kids. So it, that's not going to go well. The, the, if they are fit, they will be confident. They will be anxious about a little bit about the performance. But I don't see that playing a big role. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Gaurav, we can't leave Kings eleven Punjab without a final word on Chris Gale. Now, Saurabh Somani wrote a piece titled, Will Leaving Out Chris Gale Give Kings eleven Better Balance? Your thoughts? Yes, it will. I think a lot of teams... Uh... Uh, might fall for this. The fact that I know Gail's a superstar, he's amazing. Uh, but the fact is that if Gail uh, is not consistent enough, if he's going to, you play him, he fails, uh, uh, he scores one game, fails five games, then scores another game. That's not what you want from a top order. That puts pressure on Gail Rahul as well. And I think, yeah, yeah, maybe you could use Gail strategically against certain oppositions if required, on maybe in a ground like Sharjah and uh, against a team which has a lot of uh, uh, maybe leggies, maybe. Uh, like a Rajasthan Royals, some, something like that, you know, you use Gale strategically, but I wouldn't want to see him uh, play all 14 games. You have other guys uh, uh, which they need to focus on, especially their bowling, which is slightly thin. And uh, a guy like Jordan, whom they've uh, taken for specifically for that bowling, Sheldon Cottrell specifically for power play bowling, and uh, Mujibur Rahman again uh, for uh, power play bowling. So you have certain other overseas players who might actually end up being more consistent and might do their role uh, better than what you want Gale to do. So that's a tricky decision Kumble and Co has to take. But one thing I'm sure is that you will see a lot of smart decisions from Punjab this year. You have a captain who's willing to listen to the coach and they both know each other for a long time. And don't forget the, uh, the fact that it's Kings 11 Karnataka and not Kings 11 Punjab. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on to the Rajasthan Royals and we leave the first word with the Rajasthan Royals with uh, our our Rajasthan on-point person, Shruti Ravindranath. So Rajasthan Royals last year won just 5 out of their 14 games and this time they'll be looking for a turnaround coming into the tournament. They have one of the best overseas lineups among all the other teams. They have Ben Stokes, they have Jofra Archer, they have Steve Smith and Joss Butler. And that's quite an enviable lineup actually, and uh, which is also their biggest positive. But the last couple of years, they haven't really clicked. And I think this time, there'll be more pressure on these guys to step up and win games for the side. They've of course let go of Ajinkya Rahane and they've spent their money on young Indian talents like they've always done at the auctions. Well, they've retained their core of big overseas names. There are no gaping holes in their squad as such, apart from... Uh, the fact that uh, their middle order is a bit of a concern. Uh, I mean, they do have the option to keep the top six fluid, but I think this time they'll be keen to pin down the batting positions and the roles. And Ben Stokes is yet to confirm his availability for the IPL. So without him, the middle order looks rather fragile. So that's something we need to wait and watch. While they are well stocked in the fast bowling department, there's not much variety. Um, There are four overseas right arm quicks and even their spin department looks a bit one-dimensional. Like they have three wrist spinners. I think this time the key players apart from the big overseas names will be uh, these youngsters Yashasvi Jaiswal and Riyan Parag. If they get chance, of course they're going to impress. And uh, Shreyas Gopal who was also key for them last year. Okay, so... We need to talk about Rajasthan Royals and the biggest talking point is, of course, Ben Stokes and his availability. Now, listener, this is a caveat. Uh, the story will keep changing. So when you hear this, maybe Stokes will be playing for Rajasthan Royals. We'll have confirmation of that. But if he isn't, he's a massive, massive, massive miss. No, Naga? He's coming. I've been told. But when is, no one knows because they're giving him the freedom to decide himself because he is his dad's not well and... Uh, he left the English summer and even ECB gave him the permission and Stokes, no doubt. And Stokes is once again someone who wants... He, he was the MVP in 2017 at Rising Pune Supergiants, but uh, he wants to do that at RR where he's the most expensive player. The other question mark for... Uh, I think Stokes will sort himself out as soon as he comes. He fits in straight away. 
the bigger question mark for them is right now in the first few matches is the availability of Steve Smith. He got hit in during training, isn't it, last week uh, during the English series, and now he is not playing, and there was reports of concussion, and he might not be playing. We have we are yet to confirm that, but um, if Steve Smith doesn't play, who leads Rajasthan? Mm-hmm. So, Gaurav, your overall thoughts on RR? There is a lot of uncertainty going into the season, it seems. Yeah, and they don't have the kind of variety in their team balance. They have a lot of leg spinners. They don't have finger spinners apart from Riyan Parag. They have a lot of uh, uh, quick bowlers in Kartik Tyagi and uh, Varun Aaron and Jofra Archer. So, uh, you, I know Shane Thomas. So, you have a lot of similar kind of players. And you have a bunch of five openers there in Robin Utappa, Manan Bora, Sanju Samson, Josh Butler, Yashasri Jaiswal. And the name, the list keeps going on. So again, figuring out the batting order, figuring out who's going to open, figuring out who's uh, who are the four overseas players. I don't have a captain now if Smith is not playing. So these are all things which you should ideally uh, be uh, should account for during an auction. And that's something they've not, not done. Uh, Smith, Archer, Stokes, Butler, they've all four of them play. Uh, then suddenly the side looks good. But if they don't play, the the gap is very, very uh, huge. So, um, yeah, uh, it's going to be a tough season for RR. And if they make it, uh, I'm sure they, are, they have surprised a lot of people. Okay, so let's end this podcast with the most pertinent question asked in the Indian Premier League. Gaurav, is it Isala Cup Namde for Royal Challengers Bangalore this time? Wow, my favourite team to always discuss and brainstorm considering... They always come into every IPL with an amazing team and a lot of expectations. Amazing team in terms of uh, pure uh, uh, names there, whether it's Gale, uh, whether it's ABD, whether it's Shane Watson, whether it's Kohli. They've had various stars with Mitchell Stark. They've had so many stars in their lineup, but they've always uh, never uh, been able to cross the finishing line. And uh, again, this year, uh, they, they feel that they have uh, sorted some problems. And uh, like I had mentioned in another show before, see, they built a team for Chinnaswamy and which has never worked. So maybe the change in conditions, the fact that they're playing in UAE makes a big difference. And the fact that uh, the neutral venue could actually work in RCB's favor, I firmly believe that because it is not Chinnaswamy. And the dead, bowler, dead bowling and the fast bowlers they have, maybe the team is not meant to do well in Chinnaswamy, though that that is a mistake. And the fact that the IPL has shifted is worked in their favor. Uh, and the, the slower the wickets, then Umesh Yadav can bowl his cutters. Suddenly, Chris Morris, Chahel, all these guys become really good. You don't need hitters. You need guys who can run. You have Kohli, you have ABD, you have uh, Moeen Ali. So, you ha- the team looks good, but now things have to fall in place. And uh, just for our listeners, I was looking at a scorecard from the second match in the Indian Premier League in 2008. The second ever match. And who was opening? Parthiv Patel and Matthew Hayden for CSK. Now we are moving to the future. 12 years from now, we still have Patil Patel opening uh, for a particular franchise. It's not very often in that same match we had Simon Katic playing and now he's a coach of RCB. Uh, and he's actually coaching Patil Patel. So that's how uh, things have evolved. But our Patil is still opening. I have nothing against him. He was really good last year uh, for RCB. But I would like RCB to do something different. I want him to innovate. They're not a team which tries something different. I think that's the thing with RCB that they are predictable, more or less. You have Dave that particle, you have APD Villiers as a keeper. I think you should try these options rather than just going back to the same old tried and tested methodology. I can go on and on for RCB as a separate podcast, by the way. Let's let's talk about Josh Felipe, one of the best talents everyone talking about, right? Including ABD Villiers. But how do they fit him in? Naga, would you think do you think they can take some punts like not play Aaron Finch? Because see, Aaron Finch, yes, he's an Australian captain and all that. But again, he's never lit IPL by storm. He's never really done exceptionally well. There are spinners who uh, uh, make him, uh, as in there are spinners whom he struggles against. You and me would want Felipe to pay, play, but people who have seen Finch and have followed Finch. Yeah, I'm a big Finch fan. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Very difficult to drop out Finch. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's difficult to drop. He's a captain as well. So for, for me, the question with RCB has always been, what do their Indian talent do? They have never done. They have struggled. And they've struggled because they've never done well at auctions. When you pick at mega auctions, you look at overseas players, yes. But at the same time, assemble a Indian unit that will stay together and do something. 
शिवम दुबे गुरकीरत मान मोहम्मद सिराज वॉशिंगटन सुंदर वॉशिंगटन सुंदर हाउ मेनी गेम्स हैव दे वन ओके शिवम दुबे हैज प्लेड ओनली वन सीजन फेयर इनफ बट these are the guys who don't are not doing this here we have particle but he's he's again he's just uh, not even 20 so there's pressure on him already like they're talking of him he's going to be the opener blah 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 yes fine but he's going to take some time he's not going to just straight away arrive and bang create an impact uh, but th- that's why in, they don't have the indian talent they have a good superstar they of all all their superstars they will perform one the out match but the indian players have to come to the fore and they have not the one overseas player who has for me not done so much and the franchise has invested him rather by playing him consistently is moin ali what do you make of moin ali i don't for me moin has not yet performed for uh, rcb yeah i think he would be uh, on and off again uh, when uh, you have a, maybe a very highly spin friendly pitch he might play i think uh, apart from abd and maybe chris modis i think they're still pretty uh, flexible with the other overseas slots and say adam finch that's open then you still have one slot to play around with you have isuru udana you have dale stain you have moin ali uh, to choose from so i think they're going to juggle with him and again the middle order like uh, uh, naga says if you don't want the dependency to be on kohli and abd then we need to see the best of moin ali this season mm, it looks like everyone wants to get in on the rcb conversation so we'll get shashank kishore a true bangalorean to preview his team as well two last place finishes in the last three seasons has warranted a kind of an overhaul at rcb uh they've brought in simon katich and mike hessen to lead the ship this time around uh will that change their fortunes uh well we'll have to wait and see uh but they've tried to do whatever they can at the auction uh they've reduced the dependency on virat kohli and ab de villiers by uh bringing in the experience of aaron finch uh the death bowling has been a problem over the years and they've tried to plug that hole by bringing in chris morris and morris's economy rate in the last 5 years in the death overs is even better than jaspreet bumrah and lasith malinga so on paper they've tried to do whatever they can Uh, over the years rcb has been very top heavy uh, it's really hard to pick out too many young indian players who flourished in the setup so in that sense i'm really looking forward to seeing young devdat padikal buck that trend uh, he's a young left-handed opening batsman has an excellent record in domestic cricket strikes them at 117 t20s so he could lend a lot of balance at the top and that could free up the big 3 to play their game uh, on paper they also have a very good core of uh indian all-rounders uh someone like shivam dube went for a lot of money but didn't get too many games uh in 2019 uh then there's washington sundar and young shabaz ahmed uh moin ali is of course there so there are a lot of spin options uh when it comes to the pace department there's dale stain of course but in the indian uh, setup they've got umesh yadav who's been excellent with the new ball but really poor at the death Uh, Mohammad Siraj has been expensive at the death but they've all shown good form over the last uh, few months before lockdown so will they be able to carry that forward uh, will be interesting to see uh, overall i think with the lineup they've got uh, there is a lot of potential to finish uh, in the top 4 uh, but that's been said of them every year and we all know what the story is so uh, will be interesting to see how they go but on paper they've got a solid team and i think they could make the top 4 Okay Gaurav let me paint a picture for you yeah and it's at the end of the IPL it's the final RCB have won the title wouldn't it be so typical for this side that for 13 seasons have gone without success win it in a foreign land in a stadium that's probably without fans yeah very much possible and uh, who knows that this could be year the year of rcb we've seen a lot of teams wearing red winning titles liverpool won munich won and now uh, uh, who knows it could be the year of uh, rcb and uh, yeah it'd be it'd be good for the ipl you know we've had uh, i think i just put out a tweet yesterday we've had uh, the last four seasons go into the last day we've had the two of the last three finals go to the uh, last ball with a one run win Uh, the IPL is very competitive and predict the playoffs, guys. Predict the playoffs. Uh, for me, uh, it's Delhi, RCB, CSK, and Punjab. 
Mm-hmm. If there's one thing we know that Naga CSK isn't there in your four playoff teams, no, no, right? No, listen, listen, you forced me to do that. So I will say <laughs> slash CSK. But uh, yeah, BC, uh, MI, KKR, SRH. just one team common between the two of us which is delhi but but like you said right uh, gs that means that this tournament will be unpredictable and like it's happened over the past few years it seems like we will be going down to the wire before i leave you to uh, a last a final word on maybe one or two players that you think will take ipl 2020 by storm got of you first yeah i'm actually looking forward to see uh, ravi bishnoi the leg spinner from kings 11 punjab a lot of people have spoken uh, high high about him and i would like to see if he's able to deliver at the big stage with the guidance of anil kumble and naga who do you have your eyes on i don't know i mean it's very difficult but uh, i would want to see gil this time full ipl what he can do okay so one has bishnoi and one has gil on their radar guys Let's have some final thoughts from the two of you. Naga, you go first. How do you think IPL 2020 will fare in the UAE in a very, very different atmosphere? Well, what is important is that the focus will be completely on cricket. There's going to be no travel. There's going to be no crowds. There's going to be no ad shoots much and all that. So players are going to be glued in. They are going to be like cricket is going to be their day in, day out. And so it will create, it might bring... a sort of they won't be exhausted which means there'll be a lot of energy and there'll be more they they could possibly execute more plans so i do state that there and that unpredictability comes because of teams becoming more sharper i feel teams will this time will be more sharper with their plans with their matchups and that will throw up that unpredictability about that's why i feel that someone like csk i don't see happening and that's yeah and i i hope that it I am proven wrong by Dhoni and etc. I'm happy to be. I eat my words. And on that note, I end. Okay, GS. So then, it's it, we're almost there. We're almost at the stage where IPL 2020 is going to kick off. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm very excited, and uh, especially the fact that we're going to see some uh, proper high quality cricket uh, for a sustained period of time for the next one and a half months. Uh, God forbid nothing happens and it's a smooth sail. That's what is most important. If they can get through the tournament uh, without any hiccups, I think it's an amazing effort. And uh, yeah, it doesn't matter who really wins. Actually, I'm lying there, whistle powder all the way. <laughs> Awesome. So listen, we hope you enjoyed this deep dive into all eight franchises. It took a bit of time, but there is no place where you will get as much expertise as you do with Nagraj Golapudi and Gaurav Sundararaman. We're going to hear from the both of them of course throughout the IPL, I'm sure. All our content is there on our website espncricketinfo.com as well. It is the most comprehensive coverage that you will find anywhere in the world. Thank you Naga, thank you GS so much for joining us on our Stump Mike IPL preview special. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Take care guys. Thank you.